0: What if someone told you there isn't just one world? What if they told you that your reality isn't the only one? What if they said that there are infinite realities, infinite Earths, infinite versions of yourself, all just a little bit different? What if they gave you the chance to explore them all? Welcome to Otherwhere,
1: And welcome to our heroes. Feedback, a.k.a. Aaron Riley, former supercullen and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future.
2: Juniper Junie Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell as the superhero mystic all the more challenging.
0: Catherine Cat, slain the second, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain transition, drifts in from dimension seven eight three four one Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains.
3: Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler, drifts in from dimension one six two oh nine, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster.
4: Quintessential hero. The naturally blue-haired not-a-protagonist drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations.
0: Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, a corporate-created hero, drifts in from world 60910, where superheroics are televised, sponsored, and largely risk-free.
4: As always, the Ribbon of the Multiverse flows across the infinity of space. As always, it twists and shifts, patterns of color and light flickering across its surface. As always, there is no beginning and no end. Simply the eternity of the Multiverse, constant, inexorable. Come closer. Move down the Ribbon. Follow it further and faster than has been seen before. Further and faster till individual strands smear into a watercolor blur, unfocused by speed. And then the multiverse drops away, falling downward through a space without directions in a near right angle, an abrupt, jarring shift in direction, absolutely unlike any of the soft, undulating movements that came before. Closer. They no longer move with and around and through each other without touching, instead, they are twisted together tied snarled and broken into a labyrinth where it is impossible to pick out the individual strands the ribbon is unsaturated as though the morass had drained away all its vibrance all its life unsaturated except for splashes of crimson deep and slick as blood closer still a barren blasted landscape covered in rubble chunks of concrete broken glass half buried street signs sticking up like grasping hands the wind is cold and echoing as it sweeps through the wreckage. It is empty. And then it is not. Three teenagers who were not there before suddenly exist, staggering slightly as their feet come to rest on the uneven ground. They are an incongruous note in the place, their bright costumes casting the grays and blacks of the world into sharper focus. For a long moment, the only sound is the wind. So this is going to start with the uncomfortable feeling of being slurped through a straw from the inside out and the distinct feeling of falling upwards. And then the next thing you guys know is that you fall onto a big pile of rubble next to a giant boulder. As you guys get up, the camera zooms out And the boulder you guys actually landed next to is actually the head of a giant vanguard statue. And you guys have fallen onto the rubble and remains of the rest of that statue.
3: Gotta say, what are my least favorite ways to travel dimensions?
1: Feedback is just doubled over and panting. Is this supposed to feel like that? No. Hold on. He's going to vomit behind the head of the statue. Oh, God, you. Are you okay? After that, I will get back to you. Um, give me an hour. Do we have an hour? Oh, I don't know, man. It's just the first time that popped into my head. Hey, Judy, what are you. Judy? Guys?
4: And that is when you notice that it's just brain, phantom, and feedback. The rest of the crew seems to have disappeared.
3: No, no, no.
4: They ditched us.
3: No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, she, she wouldn't.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, if there's anyone who would, it was Quint, but I, Junie and Cat, nah. Quint kidnapped them.
3: No, I, I can't, Quint, I mean, Quint's a lot of things, but I don't think he would kidnap them, why would, I, and also Cat would kick his ass.
1: You know, I've got i I've got a back phantom on that one, Cat would absolutely kick the shit out of him. Rude. Yeah. I think we're separated, guys. So, um, first of all, Phantom, the fuck are we? Uh,
3: that's a good question. Do I know this dimension?
4: You look at your ENA to try and figure out the designation for this verse. And you know when you're playing with a calculator and uh, you get two numbers that are way too big and it starts going to scientific notation? It's doing that. And it's not supposed to.
3: Well... Either the ENA is broken, which it shouldn't be, and if it is, again, I don't want to have to keep fixing it.
4: As far as you can tell,
0: everything else is working fine. So does that mean it's a big dimension, or?
3: Well, it's complicated. You know, dimensions, their numbers can vary depending on various factors when they might have came into being like a... You know, they came into being like kind of split seconds from each other, but some are a bit more older than others, and also the factor of how divergent they are from dimensions next to them, and what's going on. So
0: it's a far away dimension.
3: Yes, it's I've it's very complicated, but it's not.
4: But that is a good analogy. It's far. <laughs> Really, really far. They Star Trek Voyager'd us, the bastards. So we're not walking back, is what
0: you're saying?
3: No, I don't think you can walk through dimensions. That'd be cool.
1: How the fuck does the pizza place do it? Drives?
3: Well, I feel like they have uh, technology advanced enough that they can... Yeah, like a car. I would love to see their tech, you know, it'd be so fascinating to see how they do it, but I don't think they would let me look at it.
1: Unless you got a job there. Yeah, Uh, we're near a shattered statue of Vanguard, so I'm pretty sure this dimension is all sorts of uh, fucked.
3: Or the fan... uh, The fandom. (laughs) Or the Vanguard in this dimension is evil again.
1: I I don't think I'm up to dealing with that another time.
3: Well, do we see anyone?
4: (laughs) You don't see anyone yet, but while you guys are looking around, what does feedback see here that definitely anchors this place as being Rancho Facil.
1: For feedback, it's probably a club that he used to frequent back when he was a villain, because he would do DJ nights there. And he just sees that and sees the burnt out husk of this building and just, no, we're, we're in Rancho guys. I, I made out with a girl behind that stage. Oh. Yeah. So we're in a bad timeline.
3: Not the worst I've ever seen. Let me
1: change that real quick. Oh no. You shouldn't have challenged him on that.
3: Good luck. Fantro has been to a dimension where there was no life. We haven't
0: seen any life here yet.
4: But the next thing you guys notice is a high pitched whine up and to the in the distance. And then you hear um, something that sounds very similar to feedback's bwomp. And then the statue head that you guys are next to explodes and shatters further. And then you see, think like a quadcopter drone, except hanging off of it is like a giant cannon. And you can see it starting to charge up for another shot. What
1: do you do? Okay, I think we should leave. Yeah. Motion passes. Let's go. Uh, feedback just stares at it and just mask goes down. <coughs> Goggles on. And he just says, Hey, that's my fucking thing and blasts it. Feedback!
3: And why?
1: Give me a directly engaged a threat. Absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? That is a 10. I am going to create an opportunity for my allies, which is to say, we're gonna have a chance to run. And I'm gonna resist or avoid their blows because I knocked it off kilter. The
4: next blast, the camera shows your two sound waves pass each other in midair. And the one that's aiming for you misses and explodes into the ground next to you while the spot shatters from your blast. But you can already start hearing more of those whines coming in. Probably reinforcements.
1: Alrighty. So
4: we are gonna leave. Yes. Are you trying to... Get to anywhere in particular or just run in the opposite direction?
1: Uh, I have my friends in low places ability. But I'm going to go with Nero Nasuno. His thing is artifacts. So I would imagine if he's holding on to weird artifacts, his place would basically be a small bunker. And that would be a good place for us to hole up.
4: Got it. What, what does this person's bunker look like? Or what is it supposed to be? Uh, what are you expecting?
1: It's basically downstairs in a nondescript alley that looks like it's just leading to someone's basement or the, or like the storage of a restaurant. But that leads to a second stairway that leads to essentially this like heavy iron door. It has like one of those things that spins when to open it. And that is a very well furnished sort of archive with different glass display cases and stuff that would have the artifacts in them. And it's very plush to make up for the fact that it doesn't have any outside windows.
4: Okay. So you get to this place and what you find is pretty much a crater, but the bunker itself is still standing in the middle of it. So it looks like it survived one hell of a blast. It is a little worse for wear and the door is kind of ajar and hanging off of one hinge, but it still seems to be in mostly one piece.
1: Aaron just points at it. All right. Uh, He's probably dead, but let's hole up in there.
3: All right. Hopefully there's no body.
1: Well, lucky for you, there is pretty much nothing
4: in here. You still see the display cases, but those are pretty much all in ruined tatters. There doesn't seem to be anyone who's lived here or hold out here for quite some time.
1: Uh, Is the door able to be secured? You can
4: close it and you can probably prop things up against it, but it's not going to
1: have that same sort of protection that you would like. That's fine. All I need is for it to shut because I doubt those drones will be able to follow us in.
3: I want to use one of my newest moves out of this world. When you plug into the cosmic ether and tune out this world, world plus freak. On a hit, you come to a new, interesting insight about your current problems and situation. The GM will tell you what. Oh, no. The GM will tell you what and shift your labels accordingly. So you get to shift my labels and tell me what dangerous or terrible thing I realize about this world.
4: Oh, lovely. I'm actually going to shift your mundane up and your danger down. What you're feeling from tapping into the ribbon space of the dimensions and the ether surrounding you is that the connection from this dimension to the next, the the separation there, is extremely weak. Like something has purposefully torn holes through it and that this dimension itself probably is not as stable as you would like it to be.
3: I think what it looks like is phantom kind of a zone it looks like they're zoning out just like spacing out and after a few moments phantom kind of like has this look of not fear but like concern and like just unhappiness
1: I don't like it when you make that face phantom
3: I don't like this place
1: like this building or
3: no this dimension
0: I was afraid of that
3: It feels like it's like someone is trying to disconnect it from every other dimension. Like someone's tearing holes in between the walls and it's getting...
0: That sounds bad for us getting out of here. Like if it gets disconnected from the other dimensions, can we still leave?
3: I I don't have an answer. I've never encountered something like this before.
0: Well, maybe let's leave sooner rather than later, then.
3: Uh, Yeah,
1: we should consider, even if we don't have one, let's consider there a ticking clock on us getting stuck here. And I would very much like for that to not be a thing.
0: Yeah, of all the places that I've been so far, I think this is the one I would least like to get stuck in.
3: Yes, I I feel like this is low on my list.
4: As you say that the bunker itself is rocked as you feel a blast hit the bunker you're you're still safe in here there's no damage to you guys specifically but it's obvious that you have been
1: found and they are trying to get to you that's bad well this place was designed to not only not get breached from the outside but to contain whatever magic bullshit he had on the inside so if we hold up here Hopefully they'll fuck off, but also, I did just mention that we have a ticking clock, so, uh, we need a plan.
3: Alright, do we think the others are here?
1: I have no idea. Um, do you have the number for Cat's spear?
3: Of course I do.
1: Alright, um, uh, I need to try and call Cat.
3: Phantom will pull out their phone.
1: Yeah, Steve, you can reach Cat. Um, I'm gonna- take a peek top side and see what's going on
4: okay uh so for phantom you try and call and you pretty much get whatever the interdimensional equivalent of this line has been disconnected it it seems that it is having trouble reaching the other end of that call that is something that you also haven't seen because you've always traveled in what you have known as like the local group of dimensions, which are all close enough to be able to contact, but this place just seems so far away; it is out of range of contacting. Cat,
3: she's not here. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like this. It reminds me too much of.
1: Hey, and Aaron's just gonna grab uh, Phantom's shoulders for a second, gently. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna find them. It's fine. Just breathe, okay? We got. We got this. Look, we got you. Even if you've never dealt with this before, you are the expert in this field. You don't have to have an idea now, but I know you're going to come up with one and you're going to get us home. I know we haven't known each other that long, but you have not let me down yet, Phantom. So you got this, okay? But no pressure.
3: Oh, thank you. Is that a comfort and support?
1: It's, I'm certainly trying. That is a 13. Alrighty. Um, so the you mark a potential?
3: Oh, no, only if I open up to you. Oh, no. The one thing I didn't want to do.
1: It's kind of against your
4: character, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Uh, but I really want a clearer condition. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been in a situation, not like this, but where I was forcibly inserted into a dimension and there was just, there was no one there. I was all alone. I, I think about it sometimes.
1: Well, you're not alone this time. We got your back. Or I do. Rain, you got Phantoms back? Yes. We got your back.
4: So you said you wanted to peek up topside and see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to turn off the LEDs for that. You peek out. There's no window, so do you have to peek out through the, the door, or is there another
1: way to... Uh... I'm looking out through the door.
3: Do you want me to do that? I can turn invisible.
1: Actually, yeah,
4: go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> Uh, I will look outside. Lovely. Uh, sounds like you are unleashing your powers then to overcome an obstacle, reshape your environment, or extend your senses.
3: Ha, uh-huh. This time my God, I got an
4: 11. So you head out and you see more of these robots. You see at least half a dozen of these flying robot drones. And you see... If you think Bugs Bunny digging through the ground and you see that trail of upturned dirt... You see some of those coming towards you. Uh, so probably things that can dig.
3: Well, I have some unfortunate news.
1: Oh, God, what's happening?
3: So there's a bunch of those robots coming towards us and they can dig. So being underground is not safe. It,
1: well, they're not going to be able to get through the wall, but they'll be able to get through the door.
3: We could try and go high, go up to the top of the building.
1: Was it one of them flying?
3: Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry.
4: <laughs> Yes, they were flying drones, and now there are ground drones. So we need to go to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how that works. Uh,
3: I wish no offense to you two, but I was alone, because it's a lot easier to run and hide when don't have people with me.
4: I mean, you still can. You can just leave.
3: <laughs> Get a quiet voice in my head.
0: <laughs> I hesitate to bring this up because I really don't want to do it, but we haven't fully explored the option of fighting back yet. We could
3: fight if you think that would work.
0: I don't, but maybe someone else does? If we can't run
1: and hide, then maybe it's our best option? The LEDs come on, and the whole room starts humming. I'm pretty sure Nero has an emergency exit into the sewer somewhere in here, but I don't even know if the sewers are still safe to travel, so... I say we try hitting back. In any case, we have seconds before they're on us, so. Uh, So who is going to poke their head out first
4: and try to do something?
1: I'm pretty sure it's obviously feedback. That's kind of his entire persona. It's just feedback rushes in. Rain is good out here.
3: If I'm holding you, I can turn you invisible too.
1: I mean, you know what? Yeah, good team maneuver. Wrap your arms around me, Phantom. (laughs) We're going to surprise
4: attack him. We have established that Phantom carries people, Princess Carrie style. Yes. Oh my God, that's an
1: amazing <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel like Fivet might not expect Phantom to be able to pick him up, but Phantom just does it easily.
1: And there is a little yelp of surprise, and uh, that with the that sound power going, sounds more like a wow. And he just kind of—he's wearing the mask, so you can't see that he's suddenly blushing. Oh. <laughs>
4: So you two head out, you see those robots in the sky again, and then you see one of those dirt paths. What comes out of it looks like a giant metal scorpion, uh, and it does look quite a bit bigger than the flying drones were. So what do you do from here?
0: They're invisible, right? Yes, they are invisible. Okay, um, Rain is going to follow them out and try to draw attention away from the direction that they're moving in.
4: I actually want to make that a directly engage. You're trying to make an opportunity for your allies.
0: That's a six on the dice. Good so far. Uh, It's a five because I I have a minus one to Ah. danger.
4: That is not good. I think it's weird to use team on this because that is what Rain was trying to do. So do you have afraid marked? Me? Yes. No. I'm going to need you to mark that if that makes sense to you. Mark a condition, rather. Uh, and afraid sounds like a good idea. Got it. What does this look like as you try and draw their attention?
0: Well, if I'm marking afraid, then I think it makes more sense that I was too successful at it. I now have their attention, but now they are
4: following me and starting to attack me alone. I am absolutely down with that. So are you aiming for the giant metal scorpion or the flying drones? Which were closer to the door. It's probably going to be the scorpion. They were going to use that to siege the place.
0: Got it. So I'm drawing the attention of the scorpion.
4: Okay. Then what happens is that this scorpion tries to take a swipe at you and leaves a heavy crack in this bunker, showing how freakishly strong this thing is. But you yourself aren't injured yet. It's fairly slow, but it is rather large and imposing. Flying Invisible Crew, what are you guys doing?
1: Phantom, I need you to toss me.
3: Uh, All right. Right at it. I will throw teeth
1: And when I'm in the air, I'm going to just gather as much force as I can, come down on top of it and go, get fucked, Horizon Zero Dawn, and just slam my power into it.
4: So you, you land on this scorpion. There is plenty of room on this thing's back. And you bear down with all of your power. And it kind of fizzles. You pump all of this sound into it and you kind of just see a sparkle of a shield. Just take it all. And then the scorpion tail is now
1: trying to hit you from where you
4: are. So
1: what do you do? Oh, okay. I didn't even have to roll for that to fail. That's, that's a bad sign. So feedback is just going to look up at the tail and try and use a blast to maybe knock it back. Uh, I don't know if the shield's going to fizzle that too. And if it does, he's just going to roll off of the thing and instead blast the ground under it to try and send it like shrapnel up into it. Awesome. So the the shot at the tail, it fizzles, but the shot at the
4: ground, that works as normal. I'm going to need you to directly engage a threat.
1: Uh, That is an eight plus two, that's 10. The thing I'm going to take from them is I'm going to take their... I'm going to basically knock it onto its back it's i'm taking its ability to really effectively attack us and then for my second one i'm going to resist or avoid its blows
4: the way the ground shatters underneath it the scorpion ends up flipped onto its back and you can kind of see it try to struggle its way back up but then the next thing you feel is sharp blows to the the ground underneath the scorpion as the scorpion is just now attacking the ground itself causing quakes in your local area and you know that after just a little while the ground underneath you is probably going to give way
1: oh okay um so fighting was a bad plan on my part it turns out
3: oh why
1: this thing uh i can't really hurt it every blast i throw at it it's just blocking it this guy is harshing every vibe new plan Yeah, start sprinting! I am on it! Where are we going? Away from this thing, and somewhere we can take down the flying ones in peace. I think feedback
4: is the worst equipped to run away here. I'm gonna need you to, yeah, let's say unleash your powers to see how well this works out for you. Because uh, Rain has his super speed, minor teleporting, and uh, Phantom can fly. Alright,
1: that's plus Freak. That is a 7, that's an 8, so that's a mixed success.
4: Okay. Do you want to take an addition or uh, I will tell you how it is unstable or temporary? I will let you tell me how it is unstable or temporary. So what I'm going to give you is that this scorpion is still going to be stuck in the ground. So that it is not something you're going to have to deal with right now. And as you guys are running through the ruins, you even managed to escape some of the flying drones. But there are two of them that are still on your tail but out of range to hit you. So from there, you see someone wave you into the remains of a building, someone wearing tactical camo, uh, urban camo, I guess. But they're they're waving for you to run in as they are setting a rocket launcher onto their shoulder, getting ready to fire.
3: Hell yeah.
4: Guys, I found
1: the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
3: go.
4: So you run into the building, this person launches their rocket. It hits the two bots that were chasing you and they freeze and fall to the ground and shatter.
2: Fuck, that was my last cryo-rocket. What are you guys doing up here?
1: Um, That's a good question. It's a very good question, actually.
3: It's a complicated question. It's, it's an
1: easy question, it's a complicated answer. Yes. The easy answer is, we're new in town, and everything's terrible.
2: Yeah, that's pretty obvious. And the hard one is,
1: yeah, we're from another dimension. We just ended up here. Everything is terrible.
3: Don't!
0: Do y'all just
1: tell people that?
3: We really shouldn't tell people. No, we shouldn't tell people that. We are being chased
1: by death bots that I can't hurt. I don't care. So this this
4: person finally turns back to you after, like, packing their rocket launcher back into its case. And it's obvious a form of mystic. So she is wearing that tactical camo. Uh, Her hair is just plain and black right now. There's no color in it at all.
2: Yeah, that's not supposed to be possible. We've never seen organic life pass through the veil.
3: Well, surprise.
1: Uh, Okay. Um... Call me M. Hey, M. Hi. Sorry, I, um...
3: Aaron, it's... It's not her.
0: Rain. Rain, talk... Talk to them. I, um... Talk to them? What? I, I'm supposed
4: to say what now? I don't... Hi. Nice to meet you.
1: Um,
0: nice to meet you.
4: She reaches out for a handshake.
0: So, what's happened
2: here? Uh, that's a long story. We have time. We'll trade you. Uh, not here. Uh, Let's head somewhere a bit safer. I think you guys are going to need to talk to the major.
4: So she grabs her rocket launcher case, grabs a rifle, slings that across her other uh, shoulder. She has a rucksack that you probably assume has another shit ton of weapons. And she looks out the door, then waves you through, and she's going to take you somewhere if you let her.
1: I'm going to let her, and I'm just going to... The mask is off, and uh, the mask is uh, away from his face, and feedback just looks flustered.
3: It's not her, Aaron.
1: I, I'm i aware of that. It's just, I...
3: <clears throat> huh. I think I had things a little wrong. That's interesting.
1: What, what are you talking about? What do you mean uh, you had things all wrong?
3: You know, it's a not important right now i just i'm just glad i'm happy for you aaron happy for me with what no nothing let's go
1: are you trying to pierce phantom's mask you know what i guess i fucking am (laughs) 11 because these dice love me tonight apparently oh no all right i pierce the mask The question, what the fuck are you talking about, is not on the sheet.
4: How can I get your character to reveal what you know or what it is that you're hinting at?
1: How can I get your character to stop playing coy and tell me what you're talking about? (laughs) That works.
3: Hmm. Maybe saying that there is enough time to have this conversation?
1: Look, we're walking and talking. This doesn't have to be a long conversation.
3: Uh, That's true, but... I just, I thought you might have been, uh, interested in Cat.
1: Phantom, it is incredibly obvious how much you love Cat, and I would not step in the way of that.
3: No, 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 you, you got that wrong. I don't, I don't love Cat. Phantom's definitely bright red in the face. Why would you, I, He's because every different. time I've
1: spoken with Cat, you've glared at me. And because I heard that conversation you and Junie had about Cat. And I know that was actually about Cat. Look, you're not subtle, Phantom. Does Phantom need to take a powerful blow for someone
4: telling them that they love Cat?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's see.
4: Oh, no. Yeah. Um,. I, I think the best option here is for you to flee the conversation.
3: <laughs> yes, the phantom's, like, right right in the face, it turns invisible and <laughs> just floats backwards.
1: Wait, wait, Phantom, wait, what did you- Who do you think I like, then? What do you- What do you mean you know I don't like-
0: God damn it. I think that went well.
1: It- about as well as I could have hoped, yes. <laughs> you made Phantom leave. No, Phantom's still with us, Phantom just left the conversation. Yeah. Phantom has left the
4: chat. Oh, I love it. So M takes you through the city from empty building to empty building, sprinting between them. You even see her take a few pot shots with like a sniper rifle to take down a bot here and there. You can tell that she is a competent uh, soldier. I was going to say shoulder, competent soldier, but you haven't seen any sort of powers from her. Just... Shit ton of guns and really good aim.
2: So, uh, you guys are from another dimension. Are you guys dealing with Taurus too?
3: No.
1: Um, we are the tourists.
3: Uh, she did not say tourist
2: Not Taurus, Taurus.
1: Taurus? Oh, uh, I don't know who or what that is.
3: Huh. Do you think Phantom would have encountered different versions of them?
4: Phantom would definitely know of Taurus Industries. They are a rival for super systems. But you aren't too aware of them doing anything weird and sinister? I think you're probably too focused on super systems knowing that they're doing sinister shit.
3: <laughs> I've heard of them, but as far as I know, they aren't exactly evil compared to something like super systems. God, I miss super systems. Oh, no. I don't like this dimension, <laughs> even for
2: to give you the short version, we're uh, being invaded by Taurus Industries, and those bots are, well, they are Taurus Industries. Do you guys have Space Voyage where you're from?
1: Uh, again, no.
3: Like traveling in outer space?
2: No, like the, it was a radio drama, Space Voyage, with the Galactic Confederacy and the Ganic.
1: This sounds like a bad version of Star Trek.
2: It sounds kind of familiar, but not quite those words. Okay, whatever. So like a bad episode of YPHD, these guys come in through like a portal, and they seem to have some way to adapt to attacks. So you can't hit them the same way twice, just like the Gannick, you know? Uh, resistance is statistically unlikely to succeed.
3: Does that sound familiar at all?
1: Oh my god, they're the Borg.
3: That sounds fascinating. Adaptable technology? Oh.
1: Uh, can you Can you get your tech boner out of my face for a second? I'm terrified.
3: I mean, it's just fascinating to think of, like, the exact way it must have worked. I would love to know how—sorry.
1: I feel like that's not our main focus right now.
3: We could use it.
1: Okay, I'll bite. What do you mean?
3: I mean, if we could understand the way that they're doing it, we could use it ourselves to adapt to any types of attacks. If it's technology, you could use it.
1: Yeah, but—
0: That sounds way too powerful for the DM to let us have.
3: Yes, I know that. <laughs> Phantom doesn't
1: know that. I agree. There is definitely something there, but that would require us to have the time to deal with it. And I don't know that we do. Anyway, hi. Sorry, Judy M. Uh, God, I... Sorry. Uh, you were saying?
2: Yeah, Um, that's the short version for now. If you need more information, you're going to need to talk to the Major or the Squints. So uh, we'll just be a little bit longer.
1: The, the Squints?
3: Please tell me that's
4: an ultimate version of Quince. No, it, it is a, a an adorable derogatory term for scientists. Okay. Lab monkeys. Yeah.
3: We just call them scientists.
4: So you guys reach the edge of downtown and then there is ruined forest type area, what used to be a cute wooded area.
2: All right, we have to head through here. There's not much cover. The best thing to do is probably just run as fast as you can or float. That's me. Yes, I float. Or whatever it is, the cute one with the sparkles does. So on three,
3: one, two.
4: And she dashes. And I just sprint right on her heels. Rain also runs.
3: I also, I float very, I fly very fast. Also invisible. Ah.
4: So you guys start running through the forest on the other, or the wooded, er- former wooded area. On the other side of it, you see the remains, uh, what would be a big grocery store slash Costco type area, except it has been reinforced with like barbed wire and there are like guard towers next to it. And then you feel a rumble at your feet and a scorpion tail
1: pop out of the ground uh, underneath you. What do you do? Keep running. I'm going to. Is there something I can blast with my sound to knock on top of the tail? Like a tree or some rock or something? Uh, There's not
4: much here. This place has been mostly cleared out so that there's like a defensive line or point line of view, line of sight. That's what I'm looking for. So there's, there's not much in this area.
3: Could I try and lift it up and toss it?
4: Oh, I would absolutely love to see you do that. Hell yeah. Let's have you directly engage a threat.
3: Would you say this threat underestimates me?
4: Oh, absolutely. You are a tiny little person, and this is a uh, metal scorpion the size of a mid sedan. Right, I'm going to use the
3: little space bandit. Ha-ha, that's a nine.
4: Cool. So I think you probably want to create an opportunity to escape? Yes. Awesome. So h- how do you pick this thing up? Do you, like, try and grab it from the tail?
3: Oh, I was going to get underneath it and pick it up like a car, yeah.
4: So you absolutely do that. But as you toss it back down, you get hit by that tail and it leaves a cut across your leg. Ah. And it is immediately starts feeling like it's burning.
3: Uh.
4: And I'm going to need you to mark a condition.
3: I'm just going to re-mark afraid.
4: But this scorpion thing is upside down for a while and you guys manage to run into this grocery store base because grocery stores are a constant in the universe, as Phantom has said. Yes. And the the scorpion does eventually get back up and starts moving towards the base as well. And you see someone jump from the roof onto this scorpion and just like punch it in its head. You see his arm kind of like as a piston that just uh, drives this thing into the the ground and then you see it kind of just flop and die. And then you see steam coming out of this guy's arm. And then he walks uh, back towards uh, you guys.
2: Ah, Major Hero, I have a guess.
4: I can see that. Is, is this
1: Quint?
3: Oh my god.
1: I am Major Quintus Hero.
3: I can't wait to tell Quint about this.
1: Why is every other version of Quint cooler than him?
3: I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that.
4: <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> so, Major Hero. One of his arms is cybernetic and both of his legs are as well. And he has orange hair here. And the, the rest of his clothes um, that aren't, like... Because uh, he obviously shows off his prosthetics. So like it has a one torn sleeve and like practically torn jorts, uh, camo jorts, something like that to show off his prosthetic legs as well. And he just looks at you. And so how did
1: you get here? Well, we were slurped.
3: Yeah, it was a weird type of drifting.
1: The elevator went sideways drifting
4: do you mean sliding that sounds like it's probably
0: the same thing
3: yes we've traveled between dimensions yes
4: the only things we've seen able to survive sliding are the taurus bots everything we've experimented with made out of organic material has vaporized and you don't look to be particularly vaporized i'm also pretty sure we're organic
3: Yes, I've am definitely organic.
1: The way you said that was the most suspicious way someone could ever say they're organic, Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I I I snark. It's a coping mechanism.
0: every everything Phantom says sounds suspicious, honestly.
3: What think about the things you know about me, Aaron.
1: <laughs> I would rather not. Um so, yeah, no, we've been hopping between dimensions for a while, but we ended up here, I guess, on accident.
3: I wonder if it's because the this dimension is so, the connection to the other dimension is so weak, if traveling between them organically is so difficult. I wonder if it's always been that way, or if something happened that caused it.
4: You, you kind of see uh, Major Hero's eyes just kind of glaze over from the the techno talk. And yeah, that, that's, I don't care. If you guys have a way out of this dimension, I recommend you take it because you have landed in one hell of a war.
1: Yeah, we gathered that with the um the Borg there uh, being a pain in the ass. The Borg? I'll tell you when you're older. Anyway, uh, why does no one here? That's right. You guys don't have Star Trek in this dimension. Well, what did you call them, M?
2: Uh, the Gannic.
1: The Gannic, that.
2: You know, like, organic.
1: Yes, which Phantom definitely is. Absolutely. And, yeah, um, so, what do, yeah, we do, do we have a way out, Phantom? What do we do here?
3: We still have the ENA. We could leave. Yeah.
0: Are we sure that everyone else isn't here?
3: I tried to call Kat, I didn't get a connection
0: because if we're not abandoning people by leaving then we should
4: leave yeah we don't even know where they are though phantom is reasonably sure that uh cat isn't in a local dimension so that would be why they weren't able to make a connection
1: yeah but we don't know what dimension they are in is the problem so we don't know how to link up with them
4: but at the very least they aren't here We we can get somewhere more
0: stable and figure that out
3: yes there are ways to eventually find them.
1: Yeah, okay, um, I just feel really bad just leaving these folks to this. I'm sorry, I know it's stupid.
3: It's not stupid, it's just what I've learned is that you can't always help people. Sometimes you end up in a dimension and there's just nothing you can do because that's just how things have been for a long time, and you're one person.
1: You notice that when he's saying that, he may not be the looking directly at her, but he is looking at M, at Junie. And he's just like, just don't want to leave him alone, I guess. I don't, you guys make the call. I um, I don't think my head's really clear right now.
4: If you guys have a way out, no one here is going to fault you for leaving.
3: Of course. Just one thing before we go. Phantom pulls out her phone and takes a picture of Major Hero.
4: What? But- what did you just do to me?
3: Uh, took your picture? Mm, why? Well, uh, you see, I have a friend. So, how familiar with dimensional stuff?
4: Unless I need to find a way to kill it, I don't care.
3: Well, you see, you, we're traveling with someone who's you, but from a different dimension.
4: Well, I hope he has a easier life than I do.
3: I think his life is more complicated in a different way. Uh, but I just wanted him to show him this picture of you to prove to him that most of his other selves are cooler than he is
4: Cool? um I'm I mean my my cybernetics keep me mostly warm-ish huh
1: We're using it to make fun of him
4: oh okay well you guys do that I'm gonna go try and save the
1: world some more hey um listen uh, Quint major Quintus hero major. Uh if we can find a way back in a stable way to help you, uh, I can't promise that we will, but um, I'll pitch it to the group.
4: Cool. Um, so are you guys going to try and push the button and see what happens? Yes. Yeah. It's going to be real awkward when that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for plot reasons, of course it doesn't work as easily as you think it will. You push the button and it kind of just... It does the sort of thing where a cell phone has no signal and it's looking and then it kind of quietly fizzles. Like it doesn't have enough power to reach out and connect to another universe right now.
3: This is my personal hell.
1: Okay, so this is like when you say goodbye and then walk the same direction as someone. Fuck. Uh, let's, hey, can we talk to your squints?
4: M, could you show them where they are?
2: Yep, I can do it. Just my uh, shower can wait, I guess.
4: So M leads you through this giant Costco sized grocery store. And you can see that everyone else in this army are like young people. There are no adults here. Everyone here is roughly your ages um, and some that are even younger you can see where the Like, the the freezer area used to be has a hole in the roof and is now being used as, like, a greenhouse. It looks like this place is everything that they have, and it's not much.
0: Hey, so uh, where are the grubs?
2: The grown-ups. They haven't really been... uh... So when Taurus AI showed up, they pretty much ran in and killed off all the world's heroes and world leaders and anyone who they thought were a threat... So that kind of left us. Sounds like a nightmare.
4: That must've felt awful.
2: It didn't feel very good.
4: Wait, is my sister here? Uh, Do you want her to be?
1: Uh, uh, Sure.
4: Absolutely then. Uh, You can find, what was her sister's name again?
1: Oh, Roxy, her name is Roxy.
4: So you see someone that looks like they could be Roxy. She is hanging out in like the toy aisle, taking care of a bunch of the littler kids.
1: Aaron's just going to be like, hey, guys, I'll, um, catch up in a sec. And he's just going to come over and just be like, ah, uh, hey.
4: She is not paying attention to her surroundings. She's, she's dealing with the, the kids. And as you walk up beside her and say, hey, she looks up at you and screams, uh, big Xavier. And she pulls out a gun and, um, points it at you.
1: How did you get in here? Whoa, whoa. Um. I, they let me in, and also my name's, uh, my name's Aaron, and, uh, is your name not Roxy? Uh, it's Roxas. Roxas, okay, um, cool, uh,
4: hi, um. She doesn't put the gun down at all, she is aimed directly at you, and the the little kids around her are cowering behind her.
1: Hey, um, what did Xavier do? You joined with Taurus.
4: You and Finn. Oh, God. Okay, no. Finn? Who? Who's that? Uh, Rain, where are you in this right now? Did you follow a lot to see what was happening? Were you curious at all? Uh, no, no. I stuck with
0: the the main group.
4: Okay. Uh, Finn, um, your, your, your partner.
1: What? Oh. I have a, so I have a boyfriend in this dimension, I guess. Um. So, uh <clears throat> what's going on? I'm not from here, Rox. I, me and some of my friends, we got dumped here. And I know it's stupid to just come over and say hi to someone who doesn't actually know you. But back home, you're, I got a sister, Roxy. And I guess you're this world's version of her. And I just. I guess wanted to make sure you were okay.
4: Um, you know, I'm actually going to have to make you roll something here to see how well this goes. I'd like you to provoke someone to see if you can get this person who you don't actually know to see if they can open up to someone who looks a lot like their brother.
1: Okay, that is an eight, but uh, my, what am I? my superior is a minus one, so that's a seven. Cool, that is still a success.
4: Um, So, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and give that to you. They put the gun down and... Yes. Um, I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, I, I, I know you're not my brother, but can, can I can I give you a hug?
1: Aaron just opens his arms and just pulls her in. Cool.
4: That sounds like a good place to cut that scene there.
3: Phantom has a question for M. So you said that super systems was destroyed. Yeah,
2: they were, funnily enough, one of uh, Taurus's first targets. I guess they thought they were a technological rival or something.
3: The CEO, Trevor Adler.
2: Yeah, I think his name was Adler something. Did he ever have a, a son? Um, I mean, not that I know of. You may be better off talking to some of the squints. They think all those smart people are rock stars and would know about their life and all that jazz. I just know he had a fuck ton of money and isn't
3: alive anymore. Uh, Well, I guess there's one positive to being here.
1: Ow, (laughs)
3: jeez. Fuck that man. Sorry, I have a complicated history with the super systems. They're not exactly. Well, I guess we should talk to the squints.
4: Is feedback going to run over to catch up to them or are you going to hang out with uh, Roxas for a while?
1: I'm going to stay with Roxas for a bit I think. Aaron Aaron thought he needed this but it looks like she needs this. So Rain,
4: Phantom and M walk into the what used to be the the technology section here. There are still some like TVs that are hanging on the wall that are showing DNA sequences or some other like science tech bullshit. And you see here two people. One of them is a version of Crash. The other is a version of Phantom.
2: All right, this is Leona and Noah. If you need to talk science at them, they are the people.
5: And they turn around to look at you guys. You're not from here. Oh, my God. You're organic, right? You're not robots? No. So you're not from here. How did you make it through? Oh, my God. Oh God, oh, my God. Oh,
3: yeah. We're from a... Uh, we use an ENA... Uh, It allows us to travel, but mostly local dimensions. This is, I don't know if the ENA spit us here because it felt differently than it usually does. More like we were going through a tube. And that's not the familiar drifting experience that I've had. So it might have been something else that has. Or we might have, during the travel, intercepted something that kind of jerked us into this dimension instead of going to our destination.
5: Fascinating. So it must be a different kind of technology from the kinds we've seen Taurus use.
4: Noah um, looks at you. His lab coat looks more stained and greased up as if they have been going into robots and doing repairs or taking things apart.
3: Are we sure they aren't robots? We should check.
4: I'm sure I'm not a robot.
3: (laughs) Santev floats down right in front of Noah. Well, I... Pretty
4: sure that I'm not a robot. So uh, Noah actually grabs something from the wall. And you guys not knowing what this thing is at all. It looks like it could be a big ass gun. But he points it at you guys. And each in turn goes.
3: Okay, I guess you're probably not robots.
4: But he still like kind of squints at you. Like he's still suspicious.
3: But you're, you're Noah. You're Noah Wilson. And I was Noah Wilson. You're me. Congratulations? You don't find it fascinating to meet one of your alternate selves? Unless I can take you apart and put you back together, you're not really my type. Uh, No, I don't think you can take me apart.
0: I I think it's the putting back together that would be the problem.
3: I mean, I I guess you could, but you wouldn't be able to put me back together? Can I ask you a question? Sure, but I guess you just did, so I'm going back to work. No, 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 it's- 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 it's important. Uh, Em didn't really know if Trevor Adler had a son. Do you know anything about that? Trevor Adler? Of Super Systems? Yes. Yeah, he had two sons and a daughter. Oh, was one of them named Oliver? I think he went by Ollie, yeah. Is he still alive? I doubt it. I'm pretty sure their mansion was obliterated. Okay. Hey, you said you had something? You called it an ENA? Can I take a look at it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can tell Phantom looks very uh, disappointed and upset. Well, they just want to find a living. (laughs) It's not the same, but...
4: So Noah takes the ENA and is like looking at it. He is absolutely fascinated with it. And just for the the camera, as Phantom turns back to the the main conversation um, with Crash and M, you see him pull out a screwdriver.
5: Oh. So you guys are from a different dimension. Have you met the Taurus AI bots yet? They are really bad news.
3: Yes.
0: We are well acquainted. Probably don't want to fight them. We figured that out too.
5: We found a couple ways to get around their adaptive shielding tech, but I mean, we could give you some of our weapons if you wanted to fight them or something, or if you wanted to join the resistance, if that's a thing you want to do. You guys really aren't from here. That is so cool.
3: It is pretty cool, isn't it? We're actually from two different dimensions, I like from between me and Rain.
5: So are you powered? Can you do things?
3: Uh, no, I, I don't have any superpowers.
0: I can do things. Oh, can I see? Can I see? What can you do? Can I see? Rain teleports, like, a few feet to the left. Crash kind of squeals. Oh my god, um... I sign autographs, too. Okay. (laughs) We really can't waste the paper. I could sign something else.
3: Uh, what else would you sign?
0: I could sign his gun, if you know what I mean.
3: Uh, No, I don't know what you mean.
0: Please elaborate. You're not here.
2: Well, if you are actually offering to sign things, I could show you something back in my quarters.
0: Is it a contract? Because if it is-
2: I mean,
3: call it whatever you want. You know, I wasn't expecting this of you, Rain.
0: You, you probably should have.
3: I, I don't know where you would think I would get the- I mean, you didn't come on to any of us when we were in your dimension.
0: I was a little busy at the time, but I'm more than happy to make up for the lost time. <laughs> would you like me to, Phantom? <sighs>
3: brightwood uh, 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 um, uh, Wayne check
1: <laughs> ha, ha. I have never regretted being in another room more than I do right now.
0: Rain does finger guns and winks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be my first time.
4: I'm actually going to cut that scene there for a second and head back to feedback. God only knows what we're getting up to while you're gone. So Roxas is walking feedback through the facility, and uh, so yeah, that's this—that's the this story. Taurus industry bots came in through a the the rift and kind of destroyed everything, and then you and uh, you and Finn, like you tried to talk me into uh, like joining them because you know probably the best way to survive and like sometimes i wonder if that was the right choice
1: i i want to be straight with you you are the one who made the right call by standing up for the people who were left and that's something i wish my other self would have been smart enough to do because i i don't know why i would have betrayed you of all people but i i am so sorry I wish that I could take that back because I know I'm not him, but the fact that he abandoned you is going to, let's just say I hope I don't meet him. He didn't abandon me.
4: He traded his life for mine. What? They let me run because of him.
1: Oh, Okay, um, that's way more complicated, but, Rox, you, what you're doing right now, you are the one making the right choice, and I wish that I could tell you that I'm proud of you and have it be more than just coming from a stranger, but I I am proud of you for being part of this.
4: I mean, I, I, I just kind of take care of the little ones, uh, not really a soldier or anything.
1: You pulled a gun on me the moment you saw me. That's ballsy as shit, my dude. I mean, I, I barely know how to use this thing. The fact that you were that willing to throw down—that's look. My point is, you're on the right side of this, and I—I I guess I'm impressed. Yeah,
4: I—I—I uh, I, I, I guess this—this uh, this feels really weird.
1: Yeah, for me too. Um, I. I've been traveling between dimensions for a little while now, and I have really missed my sister. And look back, back at home, I, I was on the wrong side of the tracks myself. I, I was a shithead. I'm gonna level with you. I was an absolute dick. I was a hedonistic, selfish, little bastard of a man, and one of the people who helped pull me out of that was my little sister Roxy and Roxy this is silly sounding name it's short for Roxanne and it's probably as silly as Roxy sounds to me do you have kingdom hearts in this set in this world because if you do you'll understand why that name is fucking hysterical to me not sure what a kingdom heart is okay it's another reference lost it's fine I'm getting used to that uh look I just if there's anything I can do for you while I'm still in this dimension, just ask. I'll take care of it. I I'll do what I can. I I know you're. I'm not your actual brother, but I I want to help.
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, I guess. Um, I, I should probably head back. Uh, the li- the little ones. There's no telling what Sora would have gotten into by now.
1: Sora. Oh my God. Eric, why? I. I'm sorry you don't I know you don't get it it's uh listen um I'm sorry there's not more I can say that's less awkward but you keep doing what you're doing okay I mean I wasn't planning on stopping good um I'm gonna go catch up with my with my friends I uh it was it was good to see a version of you
4: If I knew any more Kingdom Hearts characters, I would totally have her yell one right now as the scene is cutting, but I don't. Uh, What was the rival's name? Riku. No, I'm not going to do that. I probably will leave this part of the conversation in, though. (laughs) So I'm going to have her leave and have Feedback walk into the lab area.
1: Is Rain still there or has he gone to the quarters? Rain is still there. VMX is going to walk in and be like, why is half of this room blushing? And why is the other half, look specifically at Rain, being a smug prick? What did I miss? Aren't I always? Uh, I mean, yeah, but you're not to Quint levels of smug asshole. I'd expect a different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am deeply wounded
1: comparing me to Quint. No, that's a compliment. You should take it as one.
3: Nothing happened. Okay, so,
1: sorry for getting sidetracked there.
3: No problem.
4: So, the the scene that Feedback walks in on is Crash is fitting a wristband around Rain. So,
5: this is a rotating frequency discalibrator. It will let you sometimes, most of the time, maybe a couple times, hit through there. It's a wide margin of error there. It's the best we've got. Give it overnight to sync with your powers and you just might be able to get in a second or even a third shot on these guys before you have to recalibrate, just so you're not completely powerless. Awesome. Uh, Can I get fitted with one of those bad boys? Hey, you're new too.
1: Yeah, um, I'm one of the new in town. What can you do? And he's just going to, the room is just going to start vibrating a little as there's a
4: You do that and she immediately backs away. Uh,
5: wait, um, you look like, uh, they shouldn't have let you in here.
1: I'm not Xavier. I covered that with Roxas. I'm, my name is Aaron and I am a version of him who didn't, who didn't go full Darth Vader.
3: You know how there's two of me, I point at Noah, there were, he's an alternate version of the one you know.
1: And he's cool. Thanks, Ray, and I appreciate that.
3: He's all right.
1: Thanks, Phantom.
3: No
4: problem. Feedback, we'll remember that. (laughs) Uh, Crash heads further back into the lab and starts rifling through some of her stuff. And then the camera turns back towards Noah, who is at a desk, and you just see parts spread on the table as as he has taken apart the, the
3: ENA. This is fascinating. Please tell me you can put that back together.
1: Yeah, that that was gonna be my question too.
3: I think I can figure it out. I could help you. I I'm familiar with the technology.
4: Or they actually just wave their hand over the table, and you see the parts kind of just put itself back together.
3: Putting things back together isn't usually the hard part. It's the taking apart that's fun. I wish I could do that. But I could definitely get some upgrades in here. Like, why is the display stuck like this? Not enough numbers? Do you need more numbers? I have a lot of numbers. Well, the technology that we got was created by someone who... I wouldn't say he just recently discovered d- dimensional interdimensional travel, but I his first tech was stolen by his son. And then his second go-around, I'm sure he didn't really figure that their, Well, the number of this dimension would be as big as it was. Well, this is even a like the Char's sliding tech. This thing doesn't have enough power to get out of here, does it? No. We discovered that after an awkward goodbye with, uh, M and Major Hero. Hey, you got a goodbye out of him. He usually just walks away once he's tired of you. I did take a picture of him, too. That's weird. You know, people tell me I'm weird, so I'm just gonna-
4: (laughs) Just gonna roll with it.
3: Yes. Assuming you want to get back home, I think I have a few ideas for you, but you're not going to like them. Well, home is not exactly where we're going, but what are your ideas? Tell you what, I need to do some calculations. Will you guys be staying here tonight before the operation tomorrow? Uh, We don't really have anywhere else to go. Okay, let's connect up tomorrow during the briefing. I might have a... Hey, can I keep this for a while? Just kind of need to...
4: And he starts unscrewing screws again.
3: As long as you give it back. I trust myself.
4: This scene ends with Crash getting a similar sort of wristband to, to feedback. And this session is going to end with you guys at the briefing, surrounded by what soldiers Major Hero has access to. And he slams down two photos onto the desk and just goes, these are our targets.
6: Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Phantom the Nomad is played by Charlie. So he can be found on Twitter as at magical underscore pride or on their podcast as at pre-pod engage. Aaron Feedback Riley the Reformed is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM cast. Rainy Wood Rose Sunrise, the Star, is played by M. He can be found on Twitter as at Mechity Mech. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at the Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, a new generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast.
0: Next time on Otherware. Your analogy was more subtle than I am.
3: You have such a firm grip.
1: Uh, We're evil robot boyfriends in this dimension. This is a fire hazard. You
0: stupid son of a bitch. Thank you. Excuse me, flamboyant magical
1: man. That was a load-bearing bank of consoles. Oh my.
3: I wish you all could fight quieter.
0: Yeah, I, I am I, yeah I'm literally in their arm
3: all right let's let's get out of here I'm, I'm done talking about my feelings let's go
1: I cannot believe I triggered an escort quest I, I regret everything I've ever done.